Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. Today's episode's a fun one. What happens if you come into a billion dollars? You know, every once in a while, we have to do the questions about what happens if you win the lottery. And then every once in a while, the Powerball and the Mega Millions will add up to more than a billion dollars. What do you do if you win both of them at the same time? You're a billionaire. Now what? There's a complimentary download waiting for you on a similar financial topic on today's episode page. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 65. This is episode 65. So it's gregoryricks.com slash podcast 65. All right. So let's talk about that tax bite. Where Explain how you broke down that that tax bite on uh, if you win both of them, you get... It's going to be depending on where you live. There's, there could be some city taxes. We're, we're definitely thinking about federal and state taxes. So you're hitting the max tax brackets. So it's not quite 50%, but it sure is close to it. You want to simplify the math? You just assume half of it. If you want to say, well, we need to tighten up that. They're not going to get, okay, call it 45%, but just say half. If you come out with more, you're good. You're planning there. And actually, I'm going to save you some more tax dollars on it because let's say you net, which, and I think it's going to hire. Let's say you net, end of the day, the, the cash option, assuming the cash option, and we'll talk more about that later, why you should take one or the other. But the cash option after taxes, say it's $700 million. Okay. Myself, I'd probably put 70 to $100 million in a foundation. Boom, tax deduction Okay, right there. So I'm lowering. Now I'm my, my net is six because I've done that, but I didn't pay taxes on that it, it came out so boom lowers my amount but here here's the thing it, you come into that money it's not going to be kept a secret i know you'd like to but uh louisiana many other states require its public record they can't make you take a picture or anything but they're they're going to encourage it, especially some newsy thing and maybe be real quick i'll give you Two seconds on stage. You will say, hey, I won. Wow me. And you leave. I try to get out of there real quick and I'm so a, it doesn't stick. Wearing a Groucho Marx glasses with and a, a mustache. And a crown. You Just know, keep like them on their king. toes. Yeah. Sure. You can be creative. Why not? But then they have your name, which is a problem. We have generic names, so it's less of a problem for so, us. So uh, I don't know. That'd be a whole nother investigation before. But he, here's the thing. You're... I always know it's a mistake when somebody wins a big one and we've seen some big ones over the past year and next day or two, they show up to collect the check, no planning whatsoever, no foundation created for some of the money to create a tax expense and to do some good with it. And one reason I, and then you probably should have set a trust up to take the money. And if you're going to get help other family members, it should be parceled out. Uh, so you're not funding it all and over gifting. You're, you're paying. If you're not doing that type of planning, you're paying. There's the money that just got taxed. You gets taxed again, going to them because you gifted it. Say you gift them a million dollars. 
well, that's kind of high for one-year gifts. There's more tax being paid on that. So creating an entity and those people that you're wanting to help being a part of that distribution. And if you're wanting the fame, yeah, it's all going to you, but you should have proper structuring for that. And look, you're going to ask to help on things over the years. And one thing is I've set aside money to help. That's my help fund. And then the rest of the fund, and once you take care of those other people, that's all I've got. It's all tied up to take care of me and my family the rest of my life, where you just don't keep this people coming at you. And I, and you can set up a uh, board for your foundation. Can be some family members as such to decide who and how you help going forward to take some of that off of you because you, you're it's going to be a barrage. I know you'd like to keep it a secret. It just may not go that way. You should try, but that's one of the reasons for the foundation, but you're coming a lot of money, you know, make sure you do some good with it. And so then we're being taxed on, it lowers the tax as well that you're paying overall on that money. So that's kind of the, where I know long explanation of where do you come up with how much is being taxed? So then you've got say 600 million left on it, but that's going, starting with winning two of them, right? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. One, so one in a quadrillion. So, or chance. do we go again and say, okay, if you win the 1.6 billion, that's still pretty hefty. And then I think they said the cash amounts about 900 million. Mm-hmm. So yep. you're looking at probably netting about 500 million there. See, if you're netting the other, you're getting to work. That'll still be a good right. weekend. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good, that's a good week of going and buying some tickets. You know, it took me a good 15 minutes to wait in that line to buy those tickets. Mm -hmm. it, paid off finally. Yeah. Paid off. Well, I ended up over the years. Well, yeah, I might've spent a couple of days waiting. Well, think about the, the guy. Twenty years. Think about the guy that d decides he wants to do the foundation giveaway, like half of it to charity. But he does it not in the year he wins it, but the next year. So he, he goes ahead and pays all the taxes on it now, do and doesn't get really the the write off that he could have gotten. I mean, it would carry forward, wouldn't it? A write off like that the next year. So yeah, you got to have all this stuff planned out and planned out immediately. And if you win it this late in the year, you have a couple months before you can screw it up. Now, my understanding of how it works, you can take the ticket forward and get it confirmed that you're the winner and then say, I'm not ready to pick it up and release of information. When you, as I understand, you can keep all that confidential until time to cash that ticket. If you're worried about, well, what if I lose it? You know, I need a big 10,000 pound safe to keep the ticket in. It's a, you know, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There, that little piece of paper's worth. So, want to make sure you follow the right structuring there. But you should probably have a estate slash structuring attorney to help create the right entities to do that. You probably need a CPA on board the team to start with, and you probably need a financial advisor on board with the team. Double check the math. It is nine hundred four million on the cash option of the Mega Millions. We dropped. Yeah, I was using bigger number. I was combining the two. Mm -hmm. You would be like the historical biggest jackpot winner of all time. Somehow, if lightning could strike you like two thousand times, it'd be like winning yeah. both. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's ridiculous numbers. Look, the one point six billion 
total payout if you took the annuity over 30 years is ridiculous money, but you're leaving control of somebody else doing it. Now, if I didn't trust you with the money, that might would be your better option. So that's because what you, would you can't go through it except one twenty ninth at a, at a time. You look at me like you, that's what you would recommend for me. No, but if you're going to look, there's kinds where it's bad. And for most people, this is probably very bad because they won't be patient. They won't think about it. They won't seek the help. Sounds like They me. won't get the second opinions to make sure all this is handled properly. And you should have some help. And in one sense, you should treat this money like it's a business. It's a lot of money. It's, it's ridiculous money. You become one of the richer people in the country when you think about it. And then, you know, so, and then 45% taken off leaves you with what? About $496 million. I rounded it to 500 million. And I would probably put at least 10% into a foundation. Could be more, could be less. That's up to you, but that's a tax that pulls that out of the tax equation. It's a tax deduction by donating that money into uh, what you should create 501 C charity foundation to do good things with that. Set that money aside. It's no longer your money. It's set aside for good. You can be in charge of it, but that's going to be money. That's good. Things are done with it should be part of your focus in this business of the money. So, that leaves you with what about 450 million. If you kind of subtract it off 50 million, yeah. you know, imagine that being able to give away $50 million. So that leaves you yeah, $450 million. So when you think about the return off of $450 million times 4% return, yes, we're going to use 4% return gives you $18 million a year. Look, your foundation's going to generate a whole bunch of money from that standpoint. But just say, what, what, why are you only using 4%? Use a reasonable expectation. Yeah, we want to make more and we may well, but do you have to go put this money really at risk? You risk that $40 buying the 20 tickets. Okay. Cause you probably wasn't getting that back if you didn't win, right? Haven't you had enough risk at this point? <laughs> yeah, enough risk at this point, but you don't. And if you're going to do some risk, then you might should split that money up and plan. Okay. Well, and here's you is the backup plan, you know, create this safety margin. Okay. So we've got 450 million. Okay. Let's take 50 million for the mad money. Okay, so I'm giving away some of that to family. We'll buy me a second house, get me two, three cars. A little traveling's going to be uh, in there. a lot of traveling. And I, I'm not, I got to stay in the penthouse you know, now. And it just say, call that the mad money. And it may take you a few years to go through it, but then that leaves you with 400 million. And, and you've given some of it to family and all. You're not all spending it on houses and cars and. And whatever else, boats. But this is your go crazy money. Go crazy money and helping the media. This is outside of your foundation. So foundation, 50 million, family and mad money, another 50 million in this case. Because we're using big numbers, big jackpot. So you got 400 million left. Okay, now that's the, that's my forever money. Okay, how should you manage it? Well, if you're wanting to take risks, somebody talks you into that. Well, that's fine. 
only half of it's correlated to risk and you shouldn't have much tolerance on that side. This, you know, when you invest money, it's supposed to make money, right? Not lose. So you can't have much tolerance. Then you have the other 200 million, no risk money might be CDs, CD annuities, stuff like that, that have no, we're using fixed tools. We're not going to use REITs, not going to use bonds. You want principal protected money. Uh, You know, if you want to do REITs, you shouldn't, but say bonds and mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, some mixture of all that hypothetically on the other 200 million. If you mess up that 200 million, you have this guaranteed side that's never going away. And that still will generate a lot of income. Let's say 9 million a year. Yeah. Or eight or seven. Okay. I think, you know, cause you already done the mad money. You've got your houses. You bought you that beach house. Cause you could afford for a hurricane to blow it away. It's fine. If it gets washed away, otherwise I enjoy it. Or you buy two of them, different beaches. Hurricane can't hit both beaches in the same year. So I'm always going to have a beach house to go to. It's just however you think, but you know, you can stay conservative and do good things. And when you, you saw that on 450 million, at, what was it? 4%, 18 million a year. Yeah. Just crazy money. Okay. So talk about how Ben Franklin structured his charitable giving to last for Boston and Philadelphia for literally 200 years. Well, that's why everything would basically be an entity and even what you're buying, you know, the houses or whatever. And, and here is one thing I'd put everything into a trust, but I wouldn't want to become subservient to all the stuff you can buy. You know, if you go buy a few, then you got to take care of them Buy some big, but then you got to pay to take care of that. You know, I'd probably be more about renting what I liked and move on. And I could afford to rent it for the whole year. If I wanted to have had that kind of money, but you know, when you, then you, then you become a manager. Okay. Well, if you're going to do some of that stuff, you need to have somebody else looking out for it. That's once again, treating it as a business and everybody has to be accountable. Everybody gets audited that are doing things for you. You have to have structure and there's some got to be some really trusted people to look out for you. And then there has to be reporting. What you want to see is the reporting. What, what went on with the money this month? Who took care of the house? What was the expenses? What, what all happened? So then you can look at the reporting, all the numbers add up. You can hire somebody else to audit the reporting and then report to you. If you want to simplify it, like, oh, I, I, I don't like all those reports, but you need to know what's going on with your money or it goes away. Because what has happened to most winners, regardless of size, they go through the money. You know, this is winning a game by a certain margin, like basketball. You know, well, if you run out the clock on every play and make a quarter of your shots the rest of the way, you still win the game. But you see teams with that kind of spread at times will lose games. Okay, you think about this having $400 million after you've, 50 million in mad money, 50 in charity. You've got 400 left. And let's say you're 40. How long will that money last? Should easily last at 0%. You know, gosh, how much do you need? Because you've done the mad money. Now you're just upkeep. What if it's 5 million a year? Ask Floyd Mayweather, ask Mike Tyson, ask Johnny Depp how it's possible to spend 400 million bucks. Well, they go spend 100 million on a house. 
and then they have to have a full-time staff yeah. there. We Look, were talking about the boats. You, you, you can get ridiculous, but this isn't like you're going to, this money's going to keep coming in. What's, what's 450 million worth? I did the math. It's 18 million at 4%. Can we talk about 16. something else we hear with people who thinking about winning the lottery? They want to get a boat and sell around the world. You are not going to sell around the world. If you're a multi-bazillionaire, you're going to fly around the you're world. Not, yeah. Fly, uh, and you could have one of those boats. You're gonna fly to where it's at. Who wants? You're gonna go across the Atlantic. People keep I, saying that, but that's I'm like not. two weeks on a boat. You're not seeing anything. You can't go to the store. You can't go get some Taco Bell. I mean, you are just stuck on your boat with a handful of people there. I hope you like your your. What kind your mates. of fun is that? I go to the islands and rent a catamaran. It would go around, rent a boat, go around. You know, you don't have to spend a hundred million on a boat. Your mad money account, maybe that should be a trust. Your portion you're keeping for your family should be a trust. And and part of this is to, if something happens to you, how are you going to want this handled as well going forward? And you're probably not going to have enough time to think about all the ways. So you might not start it out as an irrevocable trust. Remember, that's been in the news some over the past few years. Somebody yeah. very wealthy wanting to make changes. It's difficult in that case. So some of this does need to be thought through, but you also need to think of your demise as the winner at some point in time. You know, it might be from that helicopter James was telling you you're going to use going to your yacht that sailed across the ocean to meet you there mm -hmm. when you went by jet. So you need structuring like that, and and you could have the income that pays out that goes to something else. You know, if if you you net four hundred million of your money out of it after the the foundation, the mad money, taking care of family, friends, and so forth, and then yours, that's still what sixteen million a year. So what you're going to do? with that where are you going to live you probably need security as well it, you, you're not keeping this a secret oh well, i'm gonna move well wherever you move to they're gonna know who you are james suggested what'd you suggest you had a good one yeah i was or, thinking if you if you win the mega millions tomorrow run down to the courthouse change your name accept the prize and then go back to the courthouse and change your name back to whatever you were before but that it, would that be public record can you do that in secret would they know to go check it against the seeds? <laughs> I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I think I'm kind of lucky that I have a generic enough name that if I just keep up the facade that I live in the same house I live in and drive the same truck, no one will ever know the difference. Maybe. Yeah. So this comes with some great difficulties and you've got to plan, but also don't go in a way that you acquire too much that then you become subservient to that wealth and you should treat it like a business and hire the proper people to help you handle those things that you're not good at and to monitor others um, to escape giving it away and then the part you're keeping for you and your family you build a safety margin in it that's like saying well i can get by on that four percent 16 million a year that's taxable money. So you're not getting by on that. So let's say you're getting by, we'll call it, let's split it in half. Okay. So Sam's going to get half. Okay. You're living on 9 million a year and you probably ought to say, well, 
I can get by on $8 million a year. Leave yourself a safety margin in there as well. Just like half the assets, if you're going to invest in some correlated risk, only half should be invested there. The other half should not be correlated to any type of risk. Because let's say you eventually do go through it and other people help part you from it and whatever, but they're not going to get to this other 200 that's going to stream out and never be at risk and control that. So th- that is some thoughts on that. But take your time, get the right help. And this is whether you're winning 1.6 billion lottery or you win the 10 million lottery or you're in a wealthy family and you're inheriting $10 million or your parents move on and they've left a million dollar IRA. It, these rules that I'm talking about are proportionate to that. Where you you do some good, you got to pay some taxes. You'd still make the foundation, the charitable foundation, depending on the size of the money and their beliefs. But yeah, I, I'm always going to do good. You know, over the past few years, we've in fundraising when I talk and and matching it and stuff. You know, we've donated over a hundred thousand dollars, and we will continue to do so. If I was to come into a bunch of money, yeah, some of that's going to go and do some good. But you got to think these things through. And then, as far as what do you do with the money, you you don't go put it all at risk. Why? You don't need to, but you can pr- get balance on that. And the balance that is risk, you still should not get parted from it. That's who you should be hiring. Is their jobs to make money, not to lose it, and don't have much tolerance for that. Or you call call it quits with the risk exposure. So you know this is all relative. Whether it's a million dollars you're coming into, and we we had a few clients last week, and and there was a few clients last month, and we'll probably have some more next month that inherit money. We don't have lottery winners come to us, but we can handle those too. But with that said, people are coming into money, and I think that's going to become a lot bigger thing. We had we've had them call into the show, James, talk about what do I do with this money? And there's one we're taking care of that Nicholas and I are working together on, and that's creating balance with risk versus safety. And it's going, it, it's, it's a game changer for them, the inheritance, because they themselves had not actually saved that much. So now their retirement picture completely changes, but this is to make sure that money's there for the next 50 years for them, not the next 10 or gone. Yeah. We don't see a lot of lottery winners, but it, it's not that uncommon to see. Well, there aren't that many in the True. grand scheme of things. There just aren't. So you see this big thing, oh, there's winners all the time. Now, I don't know how long it's taken for this to build up, a month or something like that. So, you know, there's there's not that many out there. And and it can be a great thing, and it can be a very bad thing for you. But why let it be a bad thing? It isn't that complicated. All right, that's going to about do it for today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. In case you win both the Mega Millions and the Powerball at the same time and you come into a billion dollars, now you know what to do. I want to remind you, you have a complimentary download waiting for you on a similar financial topic. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 65. gregoryricks.com slash podcast 65. Yeah, if you're needing help on something like investment planning, estate planning, you know, the guided planning system that we do is uh, income planning. Just start with a 15-minute conversation, 504-832-9200, gregoryricks.com. 
Gregory Rickson Associates is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management, Gregory Rickson Associates, W.J. Blanchard Law, LLC, J. Heath & Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Rickson Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Rickson Associates. Neither AE Wealth Management nor advisors providing investment advisory services through AE Wealth Management recommend or facilitate the buying or selling of cryptocurrencies. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.